We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Knicks are out of timeouts. Valanciunas hits one of two. Knicks trail by two. Here's Barrett. Ties the game at 114. Here's Randall spinning on Anderson. Kicks it back out from three. R.J. Barrett. And that win streak comes to an end. What a comeback. A huge victory for Tom Thibodeau's Knicks. <laughs> the fuck did you get me into, John? Okay, so I need to start officially. Welcome to the Knicks postgame live stream presented by Knicks Film School. I'm Andrew Claudio, the producer of this show, this program, all of the above. Um, two things before we get started. So. I sit here every night, you know, monitoring comments, making sure John doesn't miss super chats, all the above. And like, I always envy how he always figures out how to like verbalize what we're all thinking. And now I'm in that spot. I'm going to try because I'm just so hype right now watching that. I had all my talking points memorized. I was ready for this to be somewhat negative. And here we are. With as Ethan Maple, shout out to you in the super chat, the signature win of this season. And for all we know, this team is still destined for the play in tournament. Um, this team is still still has a lot of issues. That those first three quarters, like literally two and a half quarters, I was extremely frustrated. Even parts of the fourth quarter, I was frustrated. Man what they showed you down the stretch in that fourth quarter and overtime is the testament to what they've built this season. No, we're not talking about the lottery tonight. No, we're not refreshing tankathon tonight. Miss me with all of your hypothetical trades into the top four. There's a culture being built. All that bullshit that you heard being built in all these other cities, specifically across town with all 87 of those fans that they eventually traded away for James Harden. Um, that's being built right now. Like that's happening right here. And like, I'll get to all the comments and I promise you, we're going to talk about RJ Barrett. Oh boy. Are we going to talk? You realize how good of a stat line RJ Barrett had tonight. We had nothing for three and a half quarters. That's superstar shit right there. Mr. Not on the ESPN 25 under 25 for those. I first, let me get to Michael Aaron. Cause I have one more thing to get to. Everybody thought the first shout out, Michael Aaron, always helping out in the super chat. Everybody thought the future would be flying cars and holograms. Turns out the future is RJ Barrett arm emoji, arm muscle emoji. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll get to him in a second. Steve Stevens B. Guillaume, shout out to you in the super chat. Great win. RJ IQ Randall Burks. And the best part of all, Peyton only played 15 minutes. Uh, I, 
I'd like to try and go this into because he only played 15 minutes. I'd like to try and go this whole time not talking too much about Alfred Payton, if that's okay. There are so many other good things to talk about. The second thing, for those of you watching on YouTube, if you're listening at home, please jump to the, I guess, the first five minutes on the live stream. Um, if you look behind me, there is a sweatshirt from the Knicks Film School store, which you can purchase. Thank you to everybody that's already picked up something from the store. I hung that in the late third quarter. The first shot that was taken and then made at the end of the third, I guess right after that hanger hit its hook, was Quickly's three to make it 11. Now, I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. So I'm pretty sure that that's staying there for the remainder of my life. I, I just, I just let's, let's wait until it stops working and see what happens. Yes, John Michael Prego. And it never moved again. It may never. When I eventually move, that's staying right there. I'm going to go buy a different Knicks Film School hoodie and figure it out. Where's Macri? Macri's on the post-game Zoom. If you want to check out MSG, you can. But we got a party going on here. I got you. Don't worry. I'll be your, I'll be your commander. Tonight, I promise. Don't worry. So let's start with, I, I think, the place we have to start. And it's R.J. Barrett. Um, finishes tonight with 20 points. Jesus. On 7 of 13, he finishes. A, he had nothing. for like Most of that, I'm going to guess, was in the late fourth and in overtime. Had the bucket to tie it up that we'd all been uh, hoping he would eventually hit and make. Uh, going right into um, John Morant. Uh, Look, there's gonna always going to be that tension between him and Ja because he was taken one spot after. There was all of the, the media hype that the Knicks once again fell one player short. Guess what? I actually think we kind of lucked out here because Ja Morant, can I can I give you guys a, a trivia question? Ja Morant hit four threes tonight. I think the last th when I stopped paying attention to the box score, he hit four threes tonight. You know how many times he's done that this year? Let's see if anybody in the chat knows. How many times has John Morant hit four threes this season? Zero. Thank you, Frederick. He's done that zero times. Now let's go. He, how many times has John Morant hit three hit uh, three threes in a game this season? I think you guys are still guessing zero. Okay. John Morant's done it once. Last month in March, he went three of 13 against the Bucks from three. John Morant doesn't hit threes. And for some reason... Tonight, he decided he's going to randomly hit four. And you saw it finally catch up to him. His shot selection down the stretch was, I'm just going to put my head down and get to the rim and hope I get a call. Thank Thankfully, the Zebras bailed him out a bit. But I'm like A-OK -okay with R.J. Barrett's much more controlled game and what it's going to evolve into. The guy's 20 years old and has all the instincts. Now we just need to teach him how to like learn some tricks. Like There's, there's a 24-point a game season in R.J. Barrett's future. Um, let me get to Anthony Sixto's super chat. This was a massive culture win. Wins like this is what this season is about. Is it me or does it look like RJ should be our closer over Randall? So what I'll say about that, it's not necessarily that RJ should be the closer over Randall. It's more specifically that like, it just shouldn't always be Randall. We can't just always rely on ISO Randall because I'll get to him in a second. Randall had a really strong first half of the season. This is this is going to sound negative, but I don't want it to be. He's shooting under 50% in the second half. There's way more bad shooting nights than good shooting nights in the second half of the season. Part of it could be that he's leading the league in minutes. Part of it could be that he's overworked. Part of it could be that... Teams have just kind of figured out what he can and can't do, and he's got to earn everything going forward. I would like there to be more creativity in the offensive game plan when they come to these crunch time moments. You know, you saw it a little bit. Like, Burks was their perimeter creator down the stretch tonight, and when they were down eight, they decided we're going to let Burks kind of create, and we'll see what happens. And luckily, the... Grizzlies decided that the ball don't lie and they're going to make miss a bunch of free throws. The Knicks were able to get back in it tonight. I would like to see RJ get more control of the offense, but I think that's where a point guard coming here next season will kind of put everything in line, whether it be Lonzo or Lowry or whoever comes here, that will actually balance everything out. Uh, this 
Dal Sim 25, excuse me, IQ, Burks, RJ, Julius, Noel might be the starting lineup we need. Uh, have we seen that lineup yet? I'm sure. Well, yeah, we saw that. Nah, we didn't see Burks as a starting lineup. I actually like Burks off the bench because he takes advantage of a lot of second units. I also don't, maybe in a Tibbs rotation, you have to pay attention to who's starting and who's not starting because he actually like has a starting five. I look more at minutes and who's the closing lineup. I look more at, you know, if a guy starts, but he's not figuring out and you quickly adjust, which Tibbs has his moments where he doesn't do that. I'd rather go to that. Um, I would like to see that lineup more Dalsim, if that's okay. Who's running the Knicks film school account. Is that John? Okay. I got to catch up because there's, there's so much going on. The, the Knicks films. Okay. I have 25 beads of, ah, it is Johnny. I have 25 beads of sweat that dropped from my, oh, it's not Johnny. Okay. I have no idea if I'm, someone contact Nick's Film School HR. I have no clue if I'm allowed to read this. I'm going to assume this is John. I have 25 beads of sweat that dropped from under my boobs. More valuable than that ESPN article. It's John, I think. Okay, we're going to operate going forward that that's John. Balls. Oh, that's balls. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. And we have a moment if you'd like to start screen recording. Uh, bad eyesight. Clutch, clutch stuff. Tibbs rotations were solid. We really miss Mitch. I advocate for Pell getting some minutes, some nights. Noel and Taj are just overwhelmed. Noel for sure on nights with Valanciunas is getting whatever he wants on the, on the glass, but he like does that to everybody. So I'm not as frustrated. Um, Tibbs is rotation. Like someone put this in the chat a couple weeks ago and I had started working on this take, but I thought it was too ridiculous, but it actually makes kind of sense. So Tibbs and Rex Ryan, maybe not necessarily like success wise. Tibbs has made a conference final and clearly boosts the expectations and the quality of play of every team that he's ever gone to. And Rex Ryan got a, a nine and seven jets team where Mark Sanchez was the quarterback to think they could win the super bowl. But there was clearly a blind spot on offense that just never was his specialty. So he needed to rely on whoever was running the offense, whether it be Brian Schottenheimer or, Who's the guy that came in, the, the, the fat guy that came in, ran the, ran the Wildcat, and they traded for Tim Tebow that one season? The point is, this is where, in hindsight, like a, a Chris Paul or a Lowry or even Alonzo next season makes sense because then Tibbs can just focus on getting them to trap and these defensive uh, rotations that create one of the best defenses in the league while – an offensive coordinator could be your point guard going forward. I'm not out on Tibbs. I tweeted out that I'd like to be able to criticism without being like, what did you expect this season? Like, I know he's playing with, you know, less than less than what you'd expect or want from a, a roster. That's this good with like, none of us saw them winning 26 games, let alone, you know, being in a playoff race. Like I'm happy with what this season's been. I still think there are some nitpicks and like he's going to play his guys. However, like to give Tibbs credit tonight, Derrick Rose was their only offense. And that is absolutely his guy. Didn't play down the stretch. Went to that lineup that Badass Sight's talking about. That's props to Tibbs. He found the lineup that works and he stuck with it. So like, shout out to him. Um, okay. I got to catch up on the super chat. Tim Kim. I've seen enough time to retire. 9, 30, 18, 5, and 4. Who's the last Nick to get their number retired? It's it's Ewing, right? Yeah, Ewing 33. It's probably... Okay, so here's a better question. Who's the next Nick to get his number retired? I'm as much of a mellow stand as I am. I don't think the Knicks should retire his number. So is it crazy to say that nine could be the next number that the Knicks retire? Food for thought. There you go. Uh, Kane Marco. Hey, that Rex Ryan take was me, and I was right. Props to you, sir. I... I I fully agree with you. There is a lot that can be developed uh, onto that take. And I, I'm actually like, the comment overratedness right under it. Tibbs is Rex Ryan. And that's okay. I, I'm a Jets fan for all you giants and Yankees fans watching this chat. Like you have super bowls that you celebrate or whatever. So my 
like best moment as a Jets fan are those back-to-back championship games. If I could, I'd build a statue to Rex Ryan and put it right outside the Meadowlands because it's literally never been better than that. My standards being what they are, I'm A-OK with what Tibbs can be, especially if you upgrade the personnel around him. Uh, D-Zilla, I'm going to scroll up. D-Zilla, RJ going to give it to Ja. He going to give it to, okay. I'm going to try not to sound too much like a white guy reading this. RJ going to give it to Ja. He going to give it to Ja. RJ going to give it to, oh, oh, I just caught up. Rest in peace, DMX. Yeah, forget Gunna. Clutch Gene. RJ got it. Gotta love the chip on his shoulder lately. They're creating a monster. Yeah. Man, isn't it good to have a guy that takes this shit personally and it actually works? You know? Like, like for all the stuff that Mello got, it always seemed like we knew what he was going to... There was never a next level for him to ascend to. Um, with RJ, like, he every time that it seems like we're going to criticize him, whether it be an ESPN 25 under 25 or not making an all rookie team or Anthony Edwards saying what he said, like he takes it personally. It's literally the Michael Jordan meme. Um, I look, and if I can talk about, you know, my partner in crime here at Nick's film school, John got so much crap for his RJ takes earlier in the year. And some of it is justified, but it was based off of the data that was created like I also went on a pod earlier this year, the, the Nickish guy, shout out to them. and was figuring out what trade pieces we could put him into. Um, oh, John, he just texted me. It's me. So, okay. So that is John on running the Knicks film school account right now. Like RJ's untouchable. Like members of the Frank Hive that want him to be the next Nick to get extended. Like I'm right there with you. I think there's a role for him at this point i think that ship has sailed if we're being realistic but never fear that streak of a nick rookie signing a second contract is going to be broken and it's going to be broken if not by frank it's gonna be by rj barrett and it might be all-star rj barrett because that's the next step that he's got to take um yeah uh RJ Barrett, what else can you say? I got to talk about Randall a little bit because I mentioned how poor his shot selection has been lately. It's been bad the second half, but he's had a couple of games to to kind of sugarcoat and, and make us forget about the bad games when they've happened. Since the day of the trade deadline, when he got hurt against Washington, only had 13 points, but they had that big second half comeback because Washington's things. Um, since then, the long twos just aren't falling. His his shot selections are even worse. I got to say, he's fallen into some last year habits that I don't like. Not seeing guys in the corner, not seeing open men that he was hitting earlier in the season. Like these triple doubles are nice. He could have more like that Orlando game where he had 17 assists if he looked more, especially in crunch time down the stretch. That shot where it was a double team and he, he just missed. Like, man, when they were down one, Two guys wide open. These are the things that I think he in film will look at and be able to hopefully adjust to. But like Julius, at a certain point, like the nine for 25s have to stop. How about like going seven for 15 one night or seven for 17, but you kept facilitating to everybody else. Um, Like, look, we've given Alfred Payton out there. I broke the rule. So much shit this year for just not necessarily being see i want to be i want to be careful with how i say this because i feel like we do shit on him way too much we've given him so much grief this year because it doesn't seem as if the plays he's making are contributing to winning and i think defenses are guarding the knicks that way where it's like we'll let you penetrate all you want alfred we know you're not penetrating kicking and his teammates are even surprised when he does pass so as a result it's nice to see that Tibbs went with a different rotation tonight, but Julius is falling under the same traps where teams know like we will live with Julius Randall. Who's no longer making all of these shots anymore. Um, I'd like to see Julius make an adjustment to how they're playing him. And even though it's ISO, the moment the double comes pass out and just look on the wings and just 
not for nothing. Three is worth more than two. And RJ's hit, what, 48% from three over his last 41 games. So I'll take it. Harry Donut, man, uh, bravo to you. Just a contribution in the Super Chat. Greatly appreciated. We are at 1749 so far. And I have not mentioned uh, Alec Burks, who... Look, Alec Burks... I've, I know he had that stretch of 20-point games, and like, we had a super chat earlier of, like, he should be a starter. Um, oh, Adam, I missed your super chat. I'll scroll up. Um, Alec Burks. So, John likes to make expectations to food, and, like, that actually makes the most sense. If I order... I won't say where in case they ever want to sponsor next film school. If... Like, I order food after this. That's from, like, a pizza from one of the fast food chains that do quick delivery. I know what I paid for it. I have expectations. The moment I get it, if it's satis- it, I, I know the level of satisfaction I need to get to be money well spent. And what Alex, Berg, Alex Burks is making this season, he's that. Like, you have your managed expectations. And if anything, he's exceeded it. It's the moment I go into a meal like that with you know, Defara expectations or LMP's expectations or just higher things that we get disappointed. And I think we just have to remember that Alex. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Burks is like a solid third option on a good team maybe even a fourth option that like torches second units and plays some crunch time like that can be Alec Burks's role and I think you saw that tonight where he was on the floor during crunch time and I was thinking like do we want Bullock in here especially for his defense and you saw the offense got stagnant and he was like all right well I'm gonna try and get to the line and try and get us back in this game and he did um okay I missed a super chat earlier so I gotta scroll up and get it um, the other thing is Obi and like not for nothing. I got to eat some crow because I was wondering if this guy is a an NBA player. And here we are. I, I think that ship has sailed. Zolo J. If RJ can continue to play like this consistency consistently, I believe he will. How does the front office build around him? We have so many options this offseason with the amount of trade ammo we have. So it's tough because the easy answer is just a point guard that will keep defenses honest. The hard answer is which point guard that is. I don't necessarily like Lonzo's the easy answer. And I think four for I'm at four for 85 for Lonzo. Cause I think that contract is tradable. If a star decides he's been that good this season. Um, I just don't know what new Orleans plan is. And that's like the million dollar question. What does new Orleans want to do? Um, so they might actually be willing to match that, which means you might have to overpay. And one thing we've seen about this front office so far is they're not going to overpay for anything. They're, they're very okay. Walking away from the table. If you, if you hold their arm. Um, so yeah, I, I'd say a point guard is the easy answer as far as building around RJ. Um, I actually think like there's a version of this team where just upgrading that is like a four seed in the East next year. They miss Mitch who knows what they're going to do there. Um, man, just start there. Start with a point guard and work your way out. They've got shooters like like quickly is a keeper. Burks may be a keeper. Bullock may be a keeper. Like Randall is a three point shooter. Now I think Derek Rose is going to play for Tom Thibodeau until one of them dies, not retires, dies. 
So there you go. Uh, Leo Skorupski, thank you for your contribution in the super chat. Um, I need to, I guess, shout out to Bench tonight. Balls you in, never quit. Um, John Haywood in the super chat. Really curious what Lowry would have cost. Seems like he could have been exactly what this team is missing at the moment. Yeah. You wonder how realistic those trades actually were. You know, I don't necessarily... I don't necessarily know what the Raptors plan is because they traded Norm Powell for Gary Trent Jr. So it wasn't even like a full tank. I don't know if Masai is like, I've, I've succeeded late in a lot late in the draft. Anyway, why do I need to tank? Why do I need to full, sell off all these assets? Plus I think they look at that playing tournament as like a five game win streak away from being the 10 seed. Uh, that was then this is now. So who knows uh, what the, what could happen. Um, and as JG says, like, I would rather add it, not trade for. Like, I don't need to exchange just yet. It really is just cutting um, cutting one point guard and putting him in with another. I, I really would rather look to free agency and maybe even the draft for what the Knicks do this offseason. All right, let me get to the chat and answer some questions. Oh, shout out, Mrs. Macri. Uh, hey, the Mets did not lose tonight, as you are my Macri Mets fan, and I appreciate you. Um, Macri just got a question in the tips. Prester asked about RJ's three free throws. You just said the intro to tomorrow's podcast or this podcast tomorrow. When this goes live. Uh, Adam, my super chat was super early. It's all good. You'll get me next time. Keep up the work. We love you. You can't post it. I don't know. Well, thank you, Adam. Adam, ask a question right now and I will get you. Ms. Macri texting and breastfeed John. You can't go a single live stream without too much information. Uh, that is impressive, by the way. Just something like I have a hard time reading the super chat and hosting this live stream. And she's multi, maybe even triple tasking if you really look at it. Uh, women are amazing. Yes. Thank you, Jay. Uh, Oz is it. JG, thank you for that. Uh, Bernardo Zrowski is in the chat. You are better than replacement level replacement, buddy. Um, did the Yankees win today? By the way, shout out to Oz in the in the in the chat. I know the score. I just want Oz to acknowledge what happened to the Yankees today. Uh, Rev John Ortiz, my homie. RJ is goaded from your entire group chat watching live. Uh, thank you, Johan. I much appreciate you. I wonder who, you know, who's going crazy nuts in that group chat at the moment. Um, I hope it's not too annoying. Believe me, I hope it's not too annoying. What would be the biggest move this offseason? It's gonna go back to um, the point guard. Like, I don't want to sell the farm for a Beal or especially not Bradley Beal. Um, if you're talking, if you're talking realistic, you know, John had a, a, a way too early free agency preview of like who's going to be available. If you're talking realistic, Lonzo's the answer. If you're daring to dream a little bit, like Kawhi and CP3 are the next level there. Um, I just that that'd be the step up, but James Lee, wrong answer. Not re-signing Alfred Payton is the biggest move. Not wrong, sir. Um, I think CP3 is opting into that contract unless he gets like three for 90 guaranteed. And I don't know if I want to pay Chris Paul your age 36 to 38, especially after a deep playoff run that they're about to take. And I'm the one that was like trading for Chris Paul was the missing piece this season. For what it's gonna take, I don't know. How much I want to do that just yet. Um, and then Kawhi, look, here's how I operate. Cause like I was doing Nick's content for the second half of 2019 after the Porzingis trade, where every single fucking insider was telling me that the Knicks are getting KD, they're getting Kyrie Irving, they're getting Anthony Davis, they're getting Michael Jordan, they're getting LeBron, they're getting Mike Trout, they're getting John Tavares, like every big free agent that was available that year, the Knicks are getting him. And we walked away the night of free agency with Julius Randall, Alfred Payton, Bobby Portis, um, Wayne Ellington, and like six guys that play around the same position. For the foreseeable future, it's 0% for me with these superstars coming here. I'm not saying like, don't, if that is your prerogative, if you dare to dream, go right ahead. But 
I personally cannot do it ever again because that took years off my light. Those two superstars chose a franchise that I have never met a fan of in person. Like, I know Nets fans exist. This is not shit on the Nets hour. But, like, I used to work at a sporting goods store that sold merchandise for every single team in the New York area. I've had them come and asking customers come in working, uh, looking for Yankee stuff, Mets stuff, Islander stuff, Rangers stuff. Um, like, you name it. The one team that has never been asked or one question that's never been asked is, can you point me in the direction of your Nets apparel? Why? Because nobody wanted Nets apparel until a year ago. And now I guess it's kind of cool. They're a super team and that's kind of bought. I'm at the point where I'm just happy with what we're building right now. And if a superstar decides I want to go play with that, I'll wait until he's played 10 games. Cause watch he'll play nine and there'll be a clause in the CBA that none of us knew about where he actually meant some other team and he'll go to Miami or some shit. So that's where I am with the stargazing and, and dreaming for superstars. Um, by the way, uh, you know, my buddy Rev Ortiz hinted at, a that my, my buddies are watching at the moment. Can someone put in the chat what the score of the Ranger Islander game was tonight? I, I was watching the Knicks, so I just I guess I missed it. I, I would like somebody to enlighten me on the final score of that hockey game, if that is OK. Um, LGR, baby. Um, OK, let's hit more in the super, in the chat, if possible. Uh, JG, I think Nick should trade for Sam Darnold. <laughs> they do need a QV. Uh, Carson Callum. Yes, it was 4-1. Um, DZilla. Dinwiddie then add Kenny Atkinson to the coaching staff. Free agents will show up then. I like Dinwiddie. I don't know how much, like John and, and Chris answered this on the on the mailbag yesterday. I don't know how much he raises the ceiling of this team. I, I don't know. Like you want to take a step forward with this. I actually do think Lonzo does that. Dinwiddie coming off an injury. Like, man, I, I swear if if you had if, if you didn't have Alec Burks or didn't have quickly already as your guy that torches the second unit, I think that's the ideal role for Dinwiddie is a second a guy coming off the bench that like, oh, wow, this guy scored 20 points and we weren't expecting that from our bench. Like, I'd, I'd rather I'd rather get a guy that is going to raise the ceiling of this team. Cause you're looking to like, not just make the playoffs, but make, do some significant damage. Um, Anthony Sixto, I have an illogical dislike for Lonzo. And that's the thing. Like, I think when people think about Lonzo ball, it's like you think about ball, but not Lonzo. It's like his dad's so annoying. And as a result, it doesn't let you rationally look at the improvements he's made you know, I did a, a pod yesterday with one of the Blue Wire hosts that used to work for the Hornets, and he said, like, the improvement Lonzo has has made on his shot is night and day. It's one of the best improvement jobs, and it shows in all of his stats. Um, I think, like, especially getting him as young as he would be, like, that's a, that's a young core you still build around if he comes here. I don't mean to turn this into Lonzo hour here on the, on the postgame, especially after that game. Um, but yeah, I, I absolutely think he's he's the answer. You just have to accept that what comes with it is a dad that's going to enjoy living in New York City and have a son that's playing on Broadway. Uh, Jonas Plow, Lowry over Lonzo. He wins us more games. Absolutely. If we're being realistic, that should have been my answer. I would take Lowry over uh, Lonzo. I don't know. Like, I read the TDs a little bit. Like, I've, I haven't heard the Lowry connection yet. Um, let's see from Nick's film school. I got to read this. Uh, Stanley man was had a tweet today about the Knicks being wise to go after Giggy. Someone help me. Uh, uh, Iggy. Who's Giggy? John retype that. Cause I don't know who that is. Um, someone else in the chat, uh, Austin Krause, start Rose, Alec, RJ, Randall Robinson when he is healthy. Swap out Alec Burks for Bullock, and I'm right there. Um, Anthony Sixto, draft a young point guard to pair with a vet like Lowry. It depends. Oh, foreign draft PG prospect uh, is what John said. So, full disclosure, not the biggest draft guy. However, if I can plug for, I think next week or the week after we have our draft expert coming on to break down as much 
draft as you want to hear done on the pod coming soon. So, um, yeah, stay tuned. More draft talk coming on Knicks Film School. Um, I would rather, back to, to Krause's question, I want Derek Rose to be the starting point guard of this team, and then next year I want him to be the backup point guard of this team. Um, that's the direction I would take things. Um, prospect from Australia. All right, I hope he's good. Like, I genuinely trust you guys to have more knowledge on draft prospects than I'm ever going to have. Um, Tim Wetmore, first no-hitter in Padres history. Oh, that happened tonight? No way. Oh, as, as, a, as your resident baseball fan here at Knicks Film School, shout out to the Padres for pitching a no-hitter. Zolo J, shout out to you in the Super Chat. If we strike out on Lowry, on, excuse me, on Lonzo, what about DeRozan? He can be a point forward for us along with Randall. He can start with RJ and Bullock. He's just not going to run your offense. I feel like what you're getting from RJ right now doesn't happen if you have another ball-dominant guy that... Like, granted, I haven't watched a ton of the Spurs. I just, I know what you're getting from a DeRozan. I'd rather a guy that's going to run your offense and can contribute off ball. So I, 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 as that, that concept of getting a floor raiser, I would rather have that uh, on your team. I don't know if DeRozan is that like DeRozan's good. Don't get me wrong, but okay. Tamer, I got, I'm going to get your name wrong. Tamer Galiev. Uh, Lonzo, DeRozan, RJ Randall, Mitchell, quick sixth man, Jeesh. So we're just not drafting anybody. <laughs> so that's, that would be my question. And yeah, I guess that would work. I would rather have a two with more shooting. Like I, this is going to be a hot take, kind of like Reggie Bullock over DeRozan. I like the, the consistent three point shooting. I like the defense that he brings. Now, granted, it's, it's a product of what I've watched is going to be more attractive than what I haven't seen yet. So maybe DeRozan comes here and it's like, of course we should have taken him over. Um, I should have taken him over or Reggie Bullock. I just, I personally like, I personally like what Bullock has done for this team this year. Dominic Ambrose. I don't like that Tibbs is getting credit for flexing his rotation when he did that mainly because of foul trouble. I'm sick of the entire third quarter starter BS. You read my mind, sir. What I say to start this, if you missed it, I had a ton of talking points ready to go with my frustrations about Tom Thibodeau's rotations every single third quarter, especially in the second half of the season. The Heat game, the Dallas game, the Timberwolves game, this game. Every team knows no matter what run the Knicks are going to have to start the, the second quarter when they actually insert some offense and take advantage of second units. We can come back when those starters come back at the end of the second and the first eight minutes of the third. And I think tonight, like like that comment said, Tibbs got bailed out a little bit. You know, for all the shit we've given referees this year, thank you for calling two early fouls on Alfred Payton. I don't think the Knicks are in this game if Tibbs isn't forced to bench him three minutes into the game. Um. So yeah, <laughs> Stanley, man. Uh. Alfred is going to sign in China and play with former BYU gunner. Man, <laughs> I wanted so bad to come into this and not trash the guy. I feel bad. Uh, John in the chat. Next time someone praises Elf's defense, point them to the final possession of regulation when subs were allowed and Elf was nowhere to be found. Even more so, point them to the, the final possession of overtime where subs were allowed and Frank was inserted. Remember him? So much for defense. Look, that that thinking of Tibbs knows he stink, he's trotting out the party line. That thinking of Alfred Payton being good on defense starts and ends with the Nets game where Clyde opened the broadcast with how uh, much maligned Alfred Payton is and the reason he's there is because he's a good defender and Kyrie is on the, ta on the, 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 the matchups for tonight. And what did Kyrie do? Oh, just scored 34 and three quarters and put 40 up mostly on Peyton's ass. Like, there's your defense. Like, you can't tell me that there's a world. Like, like think about this. We were, like, the ref not blowing a whistle from me coming on here and talking about a double-digit loss, most likely. Like, you want a game ball, it's probably the referees because they saved us from Alfred Payton probably playing 25 minutes, probably playing most of the minutes in the first quarter, which... 
maybe it didn't hurt him too much, but like you wonder if the plug ever would have been pulled. Um, yeah, couldn't agree. Thank you, Dominic. Stanley Man, Kyrie splashed right in Alfred's face as he waved off a double team. One of the most frustrating plays like in a season full of frustrating plays. Easily one of those frustrating plays is Kyrie Irving. Like multiple consistent possessions having the ball taken out of his hands from because of a double team. And the one possession that it didn't happen, Peyton waved off a double team and got a three hit in his face. As Schwinn said on the pod this week, thought he was Gary Payton, forgot he was Alfred Payton. Um, Jonas Plout, Obi is taking down the rookie wall one brick at a time. So the thing about Obi, and I, I think I talked about this the last time I was doing this show, like we're eventually just going to have to stop doing what ifs with these rookies. Like personally for me, the guy I wanted at eight was Devin Vassell. The guy I wanted with the late first round pick was Desmond Bain. And you saw why tonight he is an automatic three, three pointers a game. So like we have to just appreciate what's here and see ways for what's here to improve. Like quickly, like learn some tricks this off season. You could be a deadly sixth man with Obi. It's tough because the only reason he played a ton tonight was because Randall got in some foul trouble and looked like the 2019, 2020 version of himself for two and a half quarters. Um, I think Obi's going to need to play with a point guard. Like it's no coincidence that the reason he's started to look a little more like an NBA player is because Derek Rose came back from COVID and for three weeks he was playing with quickly who, despite what we like about him, is not that type of point guard. He's a, a guard that can score and on any given night can score 30 points on five shots. Um, I think Obi is going to be just fine. And there is a backup role. Like think about that, that late third, fourth quarter run where the Knicks were struggling to really put anything up, but those two big putback dunks were because his athleticism showed out. I think there is a role where he plays 20 minutes, even on this team with the right point guard and it contributes toward them succeeding next year. It's in the same way that we're patient with RJ you got to be patient with OB too. Maybe not have the Amari uh, standard that we were expecting or told by every draft expert on draft night. Maybe he's never going to be as great as Halliburton to pick that 11 or 12 other teams also didn't make. But there's a world where Obi can be Montrez Harrell, as John said before. We could just be a solid backup too, like the backup four. And I, I think that could be on this team. Um Okay, Taj is the real goat, though. I'll take a couple more questions, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, Taj is the real goat, go um, from Eshwin Varghese. Uh, I love Taj Gibson. I hope he's here forever, especially in the um, in in the same way that Udonis Haslam is like gave him a lifetime contract uh, with the with the Heat. Like, give that to Taj all you want. He he's really like a third center on this team, and he's playing because Mitchell Robinson got hurt. I actually think like that technical was really costly. I think some of his defensive rotations were late. I think some of his closeouts cost them because the moment he, you know, sells out on a closeout for a three, they have nothing underneath for the offensive rebounds and they got killed on the offensive boards tonight. Uh, but overall, I think he was, he was fine. I, I think this season, what you've seen and you've gotten from Tosh, plus I want him in the same locker room as Obi and some of these other young guys that'll benefit from learning how to play in a tip system from a guy who's pretty much only played in a tip system most of his career. Um, did Ja get starstruck by D Rose? Claudio, you the man. Thank you, Chris Polinski. Man, Ja Morant, like, first of all, has anybody seen him in the same room as Francisco Lindor? I could not get that out of my head tonight watching him play. He looks exactly like Francisco Lindor. Um, I am nervous every time, like not even just as a Knicks fan, like as a basketball fan. I am nervous every time he takes off because he does it recklessly is the right word, but it's also it's also like like a dangerous work. You don't want, it sounds critical, but like, it's, it's part of his style. Like I'm getting to the rim and it's like young D Rose as, as that comp would have said. Um, I'm at the point where 
like I, I think there's an ACL, like not to project. I know this is, might be a little reckless in my speculation. There's an ACL tear in his future, right? Like, or did he already get the ACL torn in college? So, like, I, I'm just there's a world where John Morant learns how to control his game because his body told him to. So we'll see. Um, there's a Randall question. Gideon Armanqua. Our bench was big, and Randall and RJ made big plays. Absolutely. Um, I see some baseball stuff in the chat. Does anybody want to ask more baseball questions? I actually can name a Red Sox and a Blue Jay and an Astro if you guys want. Christopher Thomas, Randall should rest next game. They don't have the like, so you want to lose next game. Is <laughs> what I'm at. that's what you're telling me. You want to lose next game. Like as much as as how frustrating Randall has been, um, I, I you have to play him and just maybe you play him less. Like maybe. You, give a little more minutes to, to Obi and trust that your rookies are not going to lose you the game. Uh, but yeah, you, you gotta, you gotta keep Randall out there. Adam, DeGrom or Cole, who are you talking? Buddy, <laughs> who am I taking? The best pitcher maybe ever. Um, at least that I've seen. Um, Yankees are overrated this year. And I'm a Yankee fan. They are my pick to win the world series. So I hope not. Um, although I guess I kind of double, hedged that because if i'm right i'm right if i'm wrong hell yeah uh what can fordo deserves i we're, i don't want to get this too much into baseball <laughs> um so I'll, I'll actually this i'll do one baseball point and then i'll answer any other questions in the chat about basketball before we go um what michael conforto did yesterday was bush league however the umpire didn't call it he got away with it and I would expect any Yankee fan calling it Bush League that benefited from Jeffrey Mayer or A-Rod or a decade of baseball looking the other way while the steroid era happened uh, to, you know, shut up and just accept that a dynasty was started because a fan reached out over into fair play while Derek Jeter hit a fly out to right field. Um, you know, just saying. The Mets also are unfortunate that they have to play in a big boy ballpark and so it's tough you have to find other ways to win every now and then uh are you rooting for harvey with the orioles so it's funny john's feeling towards mellow that's me and matt harvey i'm not the biggest fan i thought a lot of his he seemed like young and good and knew it and like there was things he did in 2015 where like middle of a pennant race. Oh yeah, of course I'm ending my season in a couple of weeks, missing a playoff workout, uh, just certain things about him. I was like, you're, you're not that you're not there yet. What his, the way his body's let him down, it's hard not to root for him. So I, I have to, at, at, at a certain point, just root for good things to happen to somebody that seems to have been humbled by some injuries. Um, Anyway, uh, let's ask a couple. Let me get a couple basketball questions before we get out of here. Um, Christopher Thomas, I mean, at this point, we're really close to being locked in the plane. We need Randall to look good for the stretch on stretch run. Oh, this is to your question earlier about Randall sitting. I mean, look, if you want to sit him, you just better pray that they're playing with the Raptors on on Sunday. I don't know if they can beat the Raptors without Randall, so I would rather hope that they're up by 40 again, like the Pistons game and Randall doesn't play the fourth quarter. That's like, it's not as like rest is in all of it. It's more like it's, it's load management as to use that buzzword. It's literally like we're capping your minutes tonight. Now Tibbs might throw up if he ever hears the word load management mentioned in his locker room, but someone smart is going to talk to him and be like, listen, Julius, like he, he might die if you keep playing him these minutes. He definitely won't be as productive as he was in the first half. If you sell out this lineup to go two games over 500. Um, so yeah, I not necessarily sit, but definitely rest is the better way to look at it. Adam, do you think we need to improve at center in 2022? I mean, that's the, that's another million dollar question with this team. Um, no, by the way, Karim is here. No, I'm not watching Invincible. My TV watching is so far behind. I got to catch up with Falcon and Winter Soldier tonight. Um, plus, in solidarity with with John, I am rewatching The Wire currently. So I'm I'm hopefully able to contribute with and when uh, Lito comes here. Uh, center, 
I think there's a world where Mitch, because of his injuries, gets a a, a one year like they they go the one year route and see what happens. And you take a flyer. If not, then yeah, you're gonna have to look to upgrade at center. Like the thing that has been talked about on this live stream a lot is seeing Obi at the five at times and going small with five guys that can make a three. Um, but we'll see. I, I I think the short-term option is Mitch, and if he's productive and they don't think they can commit to him long-term, look at next deadline. Um, but you do have three draft picks this year, so maybe there's a guy that they see that they can get in the draft and they can move up to get. That's something for Jake Rosen when he comes on the show next week. Um, last question. We'll wrap up with this. Um, why didn't from uh, Shrieker Vishwanatham I apologize if I just butchered your name. Why didn't the Grizzlies post up JV every play? We couldn't guard him in the first half. I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that John Morant is on your team and your best player. I also don't know if Valanciunas is necessarily like has that those like has that footwork, like has that in him. I think it's way more of like he's big. Like it, just because you're tall doesn't mean you're good. It just means you're tall. You know, like look no further than the guy in Dallas that we traded. Um, just because you're tall doesn't mean you're a center in that case. And with Valanciunas, it doesn't mean you have low post moves. It just means that you're, you can get every rebound if Mitchell Robinson isn't playing, which he did tonight um, with John Moran. Like, that's their offense. They run it through that guy. The usage rate absolutely shows that. And I think they're they're like right in the middle as far as percentiles go throughout the league for three-point shooting, three-point attempts, points per game. Like, everything you see from the Grizzlies is 15, which makes sense. They're 26 and 24. Um, I think the Grizzlies, the reason they lost tonight is they went, what, 19 or 20 of 23 from the free throw line. And that's the only reason the Knicks were able to get back in the game tonight. Uh, and what a game it was, because this was, this is a blast. I am honored that John gave me the keys tonight. Uh, before I get out of here again, that hoodie that's never moving is available at the next film school merch store. If you want to get that or a t-shirt or a cell phone case or a sticker or a mask or a bunch of other novelty items that feature the Knicks film school logo, I'm just real talk. That hoodie is hella comfy. Like I was watching the wire yesterday and oh boy, was I just enjoying myself because I don't have AC in here. And I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm being, oh, yes, I don't have heat in here, so I'm kind of warm. And just trust me, it, it's it's worth the purchase if you want to. Um, we appreciate your guys' support, especially in the Super Chat tonight. Locker room tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, we'll be on there for about an hour. John and I will be taking all of your questions, bringing you guys up on stage if you would like to. And as always, if you dig what we do here, one of the biggest ways you can contribute that is absolutely free is to head on over to iTunes and go to the Knicks Film School feed and drop a five-star rating and review. Until next time, thank you guys. Uh, let's build on this, the signature win of the season. Uh, this was fun. We'll see you next time. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.